welcome to another episode of the Hillcrest Theatre Podcast. We are on episode 11, which is super fun. This episode is going to be all about Holiday Inn as we finish the show and also what we sort of took away from the show, what our last thoughts on it, kind of like those discussions if you've ever been in one of Mr. Long's classes. I'm here today with Mr. Long as normal and also two of our lovely cast members from the show. Um, If you two would like to introduce yourselves. Hi, um, I'm Megan Oaks. And I'm Serena Rogers. And Megan was Linda in Holiday Inn, and Serena was Louise. So starting with the first question, this is the question of what do you hope audiences left with? Throughout this entire process, I feel like what I've really just hoped that audiences can take away from Holiday Inn is like just a little bit of joy to go back into the normal like daily lives. Um, because with a show like this, like that is so like celebratory, like it's just such a perfect like opportunity for audiences to be able to like get a little bit, bit of that joy that like they won't necessarily get like that same type of joy from like other shows we have this season. And um, it's such like a big celebration, like it's so crazy, like everything like in the show and it's all just a whole bunch of happiness. So that's what I was. Yeah, I think for me a big part of it was also joy but i think the coolest thing for me was the experience i don't know how to explain this because the audience can't necessarily see that but i grew a lot of love for this show through all the like hard things that came up and the confusions and i think that those hard things made it so much more worth it and I just, I, throughout the shows, I was thinking, I hope that the audience can see our love for this show and the work that we put in, because it does, it does give us that, or at least it gave me that joy and that sense of just like pure excitement for life. Uh, yeah, I, uh, something that was interesting that happened a lot uh, during the performances is a lot of um, alumni or, you know, Hillcrest theater and performing arts fans. Um, they came to see the show. They wanted to see the new auditorium. Um, but a lot of the first responses that we'd see from people before they saw the show and they came in um, is that they were uh, like, this, this is amazing. This auditorium looks great, but it doesn't feel like home it doesn't feel like Hillcrest it feels weird to be here in this space that isn't our space um but then usually uh if we talked to people then after seeing the show um they said okay now it feels like now it now it feels like Hillcrest uh after seeing the show and and seeing all those uh, like the the trademarks of a Hillcrest musical and and I mean I don't actually I don't know for sure why um, but that was a lot of the responses that we got back and that's one of the things I mean the original question was what we hope audiences left with and and that's something that was one of my goals for the year that whatever show we did first in the auditorium would um, be a big celebration of the new space but would also like for lack of a better term, like christen the space with the spirit of the last 60 years of Hillcrest performing arts. Um, and it kind of in endow the, the new space with 
that love and that spirit uh, for us as, as we go forward. And so um, I guess that's my answer to what I hope the audience is left with is I hope they left feeling that, that uh, Hillcrest performing arts spirit uh, from the show. So now moving then from what you hoped audiences left with, my next question is what did you personally leave with? Um, I needed this show a lot more than I thought I did. Um, Cause I mean, I was just very stressed out with everything going on and my brain was so scattered, but with, like I mentioned before, with all the hard work that had to be put in because of the different changing situations, it, it just meant so, so much to me. And I got to play a character who, who loves her life so much. And that just brought me a sense of life and light in, in my life that I think I really needed because it just showed me the humaneness and the, the joy that should be in our daily life that we often forget to acknowledge, I guess. Yeah, I would definitely agree with what Serena said a lot, like being in part of in the ensemble. I feel like something that I definitely took from the show was not just like how like happy the show was, but also like kind of what it means to like look for happiness and to actually genuinely value happiness. Because I feel like a lot of times we get sort of caught up in our lives of like getting these different tasks done, of accomplishing different things, whether that's something career related or family related. But we like, I think we kind of forget like that the point of success isn't to like have some sort of fancy title or have some sort of achievement. The point of success is to like at that moment just actually be happy. And I think that's something that the show definitely highlighted a lot for me that I want to keep with me moving forward. Yeah, I mean, with that, um like one of like the, the big cool lines of the show um, that Ted says, he says, um, sometimes it's best in our pursuit of happiness to pause and to just be happy. And um, which goes perfectly along with what Zoe was saying. And also like that line was very impactful for me as an actor, as I was, as I was playing Linda and doing all this. I mean, I've never had an opportunity to like play a character like, Linda where it's like she's in so much of the show and like um there's just like a lot more that you have to or not a lot more but there's it's a very different thing um doing that rather than like um ensemble for like 42nd street like that's it's a very different kind of thing but also at the same time it's kind of the same but like with that line the line that Ted says it was really cool because um just before opening night I was thinking about um that line and um, kind of the impact and like the importance that has on me and my life. And I decided for opening night that when I performed, I was going to stop and just be happy in my performance rather than like stressing over all these things I have to do because I already had it ready. I'd already like done all the rehearsals, but just to like stop and just be in the moment and have fun with the character and just kind of live that up. And it was really cool. Like that was a really cool experience for me being able to, to do that. So. I guess kind of building off of like these responses, I think a lot of us have been thinking about the quote that like is on the back of our shirts. So obviously I think we'd all be thinking about it, but it's the quote every now and then it's a good idea to pause in our pursuit of happiness to just be happy. So I kind of want to ask each of you, what does that quote sort of mean to you individually? I guess Megan's already talked about it, but it's okay if you want us to say more about it, but also I guess specifically to Serena and Mr. Long. 
Yeah, I think we get caught up in our lives so often. And like I mentioned before, we we don't necessarily experience our lives. We just go through the motions of it. And I've just noticed when you consciously make the choice to find joy in your life, it just becomes so much more meaningful because it can help you like, I don't know, I just feel like it's so, it's so good to enjoy our lives, but sometimes we forget to because they, like, they can get overwhelming, and just, there's so many factors, but when we, I guess, put the effort into it being happy, and pursuing after being happy, but then taking time off of the pursuit of happiness to just sit with our happiness, it just, I feel like life becomes so much more meaningful and it gives us more ability to live our lives and to, to affect other people with our joy. And I just think it's a really cool thing to be able to experience that joy and then be able to give it to other people as well. Um, I think that uh, one, of, well, one of the things that has come up, I've, I've now discussed uh, the show and the themes and stuff with all of my, uh, theater classes from the beginning classes up through the advancement. And as always, we've had some really great conversations. And one of the things that has come up, uh, from the, the theater students and the acting students who've, who've watched it a lot is we've talked a lot about, um, the, the, the relevance that that line has within the, spectrum of the human experience and what the role that theater has in us exploring our humanity and how uh, this year, I think more than any other year, our season of, of four shows that we're doing, uh, it really has the opportunity to show all sides of, of the the human experience and, and a lot of different extremes and, and things. And this show's place in that season uh, kind of is exactly what that line says is with, with lots of the shows that we do. And even like the last couple of shows that, that we did um, before this show uh, is really exploring like how to be better people and, and the pursuit of happiness really. Um and I think this show reminded us all that that's good and not that that's bad, but that in that pursuit of happiness, and you can look at like doing shows like Incident at Vichy and Everybody and The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Follies as kind of a pursuit of happiness. Like each of those shows taught us something about how to be better people and, and happier people. Um, and then here was our opportunity to then put that into practice and be like, let's pause now from that pursuit and let's work on just being happy or not even work on it, just letting ourselves be happy. And I think that was a bit of a struggle for some of us that we're like, no, we have to know like what, what are the big lessons we're learning and what are the, the things and, and we're doing a play. So we have to be stressed out about it. And like, and, and for some of, of the students and even some of the audience members and directing team, it was, it was a big lesson in us learning to just be happy. Like this is, we, we love making art because we all believe it makes us better and happier people. So let's take a moment. Let's pause in our pursuit. 
let's enjoy this. Let's throw candy at the audience. Let's add a gigantic Christmas number at the end. Let's just be happy. And then we'll press unpause and continue our pursuit, right? It doesn't say stop pursuing happiness. It just says pause for a second. Enjoy that. Then continue your pursuit so that you can have another moment later enjoying it and, and such. And um, anyways, that, that kind of came up from a lot of students in, in our classes. And it was cool hearing the, their perspective on that. So my next question is going to be, I guess, a bit specific to each person. And it's going to be the question of what have you learned from your specific role in this show? So I'm going to start with Mr. Long. What do you think you've learned specifically being the director of this show? Were there any lessons that you feel like you might not have picked up if you weren't the person who was directing this show? I don't know the exact number, but this is somewhere around like, I think 70, 75, like uh, around there of the number of shows that I've now directed at Hillcrest. But it's so cool. It's so great um, how having these reflective moments after the show was over really helps me feel like, oh man, I learned this and I grew in this way from this particular show. So the thing I'm about to say, you might think like, I'm surprised he didn't already know this. Um, and I did, but when you put it in like the perspective of really applying it with these specific kids and such, but the thing that I'm going to talk about is, is really the idea of comedy um, and how to play comedy. Uh, and how that has to work and and uh the the jokes and the humor in this show um is playing to the two actresses that we've got here megan and serena they had a bulk of these they a lot of the the weight of of the comedy of the show like on their shoulders a lot of the jokes um so i'm interested to hear them talk about this a little bit too but um of, of playing comedy is really very difficult in getting it to land in the, in the right way for audiences to stay with you. Cause comedy is very much a momentum thing. And once you like get it going and, and audiences start realizing, Oh, okay, this is how it is. Then, then it becomes easier as it goes, but you've got to really get them towards the beginning to realize, okay, this is the type of genre that we're playing in. And, uh, the first couple of performances that we had, the performance that we did for the, um, the middle school and the elementary school, and then like opening night really taught me a lot about how jokes land and how silence can be used for a humorous effect. And I was like, just taking a whole bunch of mental notes once the audience got in there, because it was hard. Like when we blocked it and we worked on it without an audience there, you don't really, even when you've directed 70 shows, you you can't really know for sure are people is that reading is funny is it not until you get that live feedback um and uh so many things just started like clicking in my brain after those first couple of audiences of like oh yeah of course we need to say it this way or they need to pause here they need to do this um and so in in most shows i don't really give notes uh, after we open to actors I let them just kind of discover it. But in this one, I kept all the way up to closing night, pulling some of the leads aside before each show and being like, oh, hey, you need to pause here. You need to you need to inflect this line going up this way because they're not realizing that's even a joke. Um, but if you say it this way, I think they'll get it. We have to put a pause here. We have to change this blocking. Um, as I was noticing the things that was reading with audiences and wasn't. So, so that's one of the big things that I, uh, as a director, uh, learned a lot about is the 
power, not the power, but the, the, how important an audience is, particularly in comedy, in, in that two-way communication, having that other end of the, the conversation, which is the audience, um, is so important because in rehearsals, we're just having one end of the conversation and we're practicing one end of the conversation over and over again. And when they came and the audiences gave us the feedback of like, oh yeah, that's funny. Or no, it's not funny by their laughter. That really taught us a lot. Yes. Then my next question is for Megan as what you've learned from playing Linda. And this can be either as like what you learned as an actress and what you learned like acting wise or what you learned like from the character and things that you would want like more broader and like, I guess, non-theater specific. Either is totally fine, but something that you feel like you learned as Linda. Um, I feel like the thing that I, like the biggest thing that I learned from playing Linda is just like, learning how to apply all of these different things that we've learned, like, um, like in theater two and theater three and theater four, like learning how to actually apply all of those things all together. I feel like in the past, like I've been very like tunnel visioned and like, um, when I'm like learning a new concept, I just work on that in like whatever role I'm playing, like in whatever show I'm doing, I just think about that one thing. But, um, now, cause I'm also in, I'm also aiding Mr. Wong's theater two class this year being able to um, be learning that and hearing that. And um, it's been really helpful, like, and really cool because um, I've been able to like apply those things as well as like now all of the other knowledge that I have and um, from my other classes and putting that all together in this one character and figuring out how to do that has been really cool. And like, um, it made me feel a lot more free as an actor to kind of be able to like, do what I wanted because I'd had all of these different tools that I can use. So that's been really, really cool. And then also with the comedy, like Mr. Long was talking about, um, I've never like really done comedy. I've done maybe like a monologue or two in class, but um, this was a really, really cool experience for me. Like being able to like figure out how to actually apply like the bump set spike things of um, like punchlines and how to get them to land and it was really interesting and I really loved it. Um, there was, I was just constantly learning like every single day in rehearsal, there was something new I learned about comedy and how to do that. And it was a really, really crazy experience for me to be able to be learning so much all at one time. So, yeah. Okay. And then Serena, I'm sure this question is a complete surprise to you, but what did you learn from being Louise? Okay. Um, I okay I loved playing Louise like so so much she doesn't care what other people think and to me that's very very inspiring because we live in a world of so like letting people's thoughts of what we are affect us but she is really really wacky um which was kind of hard to play just because I had to like get out of my brain a lot more than I'm used to, I guess. But it, it with the humor, she she was such a fun character to play because she just she, she was she was giving everything as a character, and so I found that when I committed to her choices, because they're big and not what I would normally do, but like ah, I don't know, just when I committed, it just 
felt a lot more like like something that she would do and I was I don't know how to explain it but um with comedy I think as Mr. Long was saying the introduction to her character affected it a lot because she just came up took the space and was like hi I'm here you're gonna deal with me for the rest of the show and I think that having that just gave gave that audience like oh okay well she's here now and I don't know I think for me she she was the one giving all the comedy like I don't know how to explain it but in my brain just she (laughs) she's such a funny character I don't know how to explain it but she was the one making all those funny moments and all I really had to do was commit to those choices that she would make and like follow through with whenever I like back slap Porter as hard as I can and just those little moments that I wouldn't do but she it's like normal for her brain just I don't know just the importance of commitment and giving everything not for yourself but for the character and I learned a lot about that and yeah just the importance of not caring as well like living your own life and not caring if other people agree or disagree and then I'm gonna also answer this question from the perspective of being in the ensemble because I think that's also slightly different um I feel like what I learned in the ensemble specifically in the show and I'm sure this is like something that I like kind of knew all along but like it's like one of those things where it's like you know it but like you don't really remember to highlight it and prioritize it until like it's shown to you again. And that was like really focusing and like being in the moment with the people around me a lot in the ensemble. And like, for example, like in Shaking the Blues and like in New Year's, the ensemble plays a really big role in like that storytelling. You Like you can't have like the New Year's chaos without understanding that the ensemble is like confused. And you can't have like the Shaking the Blues without like understanding the thought process of the ensemble of like, what are the ways that we can make Jim happy? And I think one moment that I like, funnily enough, one moment that I really noticed this was one time when it was like pretty early, but we had just gotten to the auditorium and we were doing Shaking the Blues and I walked out and like typically I go and talk to either like Ruth or Ava or like Emily because they're all standing in that same area of the stage as me and I saw the fireplace and I went bro there's a fireplace which clearly is not very time period whatsoever to be like bro there's a fireplace but then like Ruth like started laughing and Ava started laughing and like it worked really well then because like we're all just laughing at the fact that I accidentally said bro there's a fireplace but then like like that moment made me realize well like this is what you're supposed to do regardless of whether or not I would like had said bro there's a fireplace like the way to be an ensemble and be like effective in that moment is to like be genuinely listening for those moments, be genuinely like paying attention to what's happening. And then not only that, but also applying that to the leads. For example, in like Shaking the Blues, we'd often like interact with Porter in ways, like even if it was like a small moment interacting with Porter or like during New Year's, um, Jacob would come up on the flute like right next to us and just like letting that impact whatever I did. And it was often like different because sometimes he'd get there at different times and that always just be like me genuinely not knowing exactly what was going to happen or what was going to like what we were going to do. And I think that was really fun being in Holiday Inn. I felt like I felt that more than almost like any other show that I've been in because there were just so many moments of like that sort of ensemble interaction where you're just like, you know, with your the other people around you trying to create a story, even if you're not actually saying anything to the audience. Yeah, fun times. Um, 
I kind of brought it up in my last answer, but this is a question that Mr. Long suggested before we recorded this episode, which I think was a really good question. And that's to the three of us. So Serena's a junior, Megan's also a senior, and I'm a senior. And the question is, what have we, I guess, learned from being in multiple shows up to this moment? I guess starting with Serena, because you are the younger one here, (laughs) what do you feel like you've been learning so far? And I guess maybe things that you want to be taking into next year, because I'm assuming you'll still be doing, you know, great, amazing things in theater next year as well. Um, I, I I don't know. I love theater a a lot and being able to be in such a wide range of things from Hunchback last year to a Holiday Inn to tapping in 42nd Street. It just, I think that it, because I've been able to play an ensemble member, an understudy and a lead now. And it's been really, really, really cool because um actually throughout the years I've been I've been able to appreciate the ensemble more than I was when I was in the ensemble and um I don't know just I yeah I think that's the main thing that I've learned is that the ensemble gives so much and it there's such a difference when they're around like the difference of shaking the blues away when I was just singing at home between when the the whole ensemble was there like sending their energy to me and I I don't know I would just explode with joy every single time and I think that often like I experienced when we're in the ensemble we we don't feel like we're telling the story, even though, but I don't know how to explain it. But when I felt that, I just, I guess, I don't know exactly, but throughout the years, I've learned that we need to see our own value in the show because when we when we give everything that we can and when we commit to our choices and just pay attention to the other people in the cast and like what they need then the whole experience just gets so much brighter for ourselves and the audience and when we genuinely enjoy what we're doing like the audience can tell and when we're not faking it and we're I don't know just what when it's real especially joy with this year we can give so much more when we're feeling that joy. And I, I've, yeah, I've just really appreciated to see the differences between the shows and seeing the joy in each one of those because we often disregard it. And then I guess I'll throw this question now to Megan. What do you feel like you've learned being in multiple shows starting like all those years back and now being a senior and being a lead in this show? Yeah, um, I think I I really believe that like every show that I do, everything um, that I've done, like it builds on top of each other. And I take the things that I've learned from previous shows and I add it like to the next show that I'm doing. And um, you keep learning and growing instead of like starting back over for each show, because as different as like they've all been, like there are things that you can learn and keep and use moving forward um and yeah i mean the first show i ever did was i mean i was like in fourth grade 
and it was Hansel and Gretel and it was an opera. And like at that point, like my understanding of theater was like, you go on stage and you sing. That was, that was like my entire understanding. And then like the next show I did, I kind of learned like adding that like with dancing. And then um, the next show, like I was um, the Baker's wife and into the woods. And then I, uh, it was like eighth grade. And so like, and I didn't have like any understanding about acting, but like, I had to learn like how to interact with scene partners as well. And like, so I, all of these things just added up and, um, and now at this point I'm using all of this, those things that I've learned and like, um, there's just something from each show that I've taken that has been so helpful, like with my acting and, um, Holiday Inn has just been a really cool way for me to be able to combine all of that together. Um, and like from my experience and like being in the ensemble in um, like Hairspray and 42nd Street, like those experiences I feel have actually probably been some of the most influential experiences that I have had, like in order to make my performance of Holiday Inn what it was. It was those experiences as the ensemble in those shows, like learning how to be in a musical and how that works. Like there's so much learning and growing that I got from like those first two shows that I did at Hillcrest. And it's really incredible, incredible to me, like how it all just comes together. And yeah, looking back, it's like really cool. Like all that I didn't know then that I know now and what I would change and yeah, it's, been a really really fun really fun experience for me and I guess for me too I definitely agree a lot with the things that Megan and Serena have been saying I think something that they've brought up multiple times that I would really agree with is like ensemble and the idea of like working together and coming together I think like the origin of the word ensemble means like at the same time or like in the same moment or something like that and I think that idea of like like, I guess just, like, this appreciation for just how incredible it is to, like, do theater, to do, like, this, create, like, this one thing that will exist in this one moment with all of these other people, and, like, the, like, when you start thinking about, like, the chances of, like, this happening, like, the chances of those specific people being at that specific place doing this specific thing, like, out of the infinite other possibilities that could have happened, I think, like, it, like, it's kind of mind-blowing and it's I think it's something that I've learned to like appreciate more and more throughout over the years where I've like like my, definitely coming in as a freshman I was very much like ah oh please let me just do the right thing and not like mess up and whatever but then like as I've like gotten older it's been so much more about like looking out for other people making sure other people are having a great experience like and then also just being in the moment and being like okay this is what we're doing and we're working together and it's gonna be a lot of fun and I'm gonna give it my all and I think that's like a really big thing was like understanding that like giving it your all doesn't necessarily mean like doing so much stuff and then you feel tired and unhappy because you've given it your all but like giving it your all is like the opposite it's like doing so much and giving so much of yourself that you can't help but feel so full at the end of like a long rehearsal like I feel like this year like during holiday in rehearsals I was like the happiest I've been like you know in a while where like we'd reach the end of these like really late rehearsals would be super late at night and for some reason I would just be so happy and I'd be like I'm ready to keep dancing like forever I could dance forever in this moment even though my feet kind of feel like they might fall off I part of me just like feels like I could do this like forever and I think that's something that like like it's something that you kind of 
receive almost rather than learn, I feel like, but it's also something you learn to like change your mindset and think about like frame these, I guess, like areas in like new ways, frame your ideas in new ways of it, rather than, oh, it's late and it's a lot of hard work, but instead being, oh my goodness, it's like, oh my goodness, we get to do this. Like, it's so much fun. And I think that was something that I've definitely learned that also I hope to apply regardless of whether or not I do more theater in the future as well. Okay. Um, and this is something, so this next question, this is something that we've kind of been talking about a lot throughout this entire episode, I guess. But I think it's a good question to sort of end off on. And I hope it's not too redundant to ask this question again. But the question is, what value do you think Holiday Inn has as a piece of theater, whether it's for audiences, for like people who are in the show, or just overall, any additional thoughts as to what you think the value of Holiday Inn is? Um, I think that I've been noticing that society has kind of gotten into a habit of sadness and I don't know if that makes sense but it's hard to find lasting joy and so sometimes we forget to feel joy altogether. like we feel moments of joy but it's not it's not lasting and I I guess that this show just shows us whoa show that shows us um that experiencing joy is is it's so important and it even though happiness is messy and it's not perfect that's okay and but even through that we need to find ways to experience joy and let ourselves experience those experiences that that just give us the light that we need to enjoy our life yeah one thing that i thought was really interesting that you mentioned which was something that I had been thinking about too, was when you said that like society kind of like has this tendency to be sad. Like we have a weird habit of being sad. And it reminded me a lot of this quote from Ursula K. Le Guin. And this is something I wrote in my response for class, which is why I remember the quote right now. But it's, the trouble is that we have a bad habit encouraged by penance and sophisticates of considering happiness as something rather stupid. Only pain is intellectual, only evil, interesting. And I think that's like an idea that's like, like it's kind of like I feel like once you say it out loud a lot of people like you start realizing that that like in our art in like just our society in general we seem to have this value on like negativity on like how hard hard work is how much of a struggle you must overcome for something to be valuable how like I don't know like a, a good book is only good if like it made you cry because it was really sad or something or like something can only be deep and meaningful if it ends in some sort of like sadness and of course like art like that like has a place like I don't know like lame is is incredible even if it makes you terribly sad at times and like things like that but I think there is like an importance to realize that like it, that's not the only important art like you can't say like only pain is important like it is important but it's also important to remember that happiness can be just as layered complex nuanced and important in our our lives I think to me like um the value of Holiday Inn is the um the opportunity it allows for audience impact which you wouldn't necessarily think that with a show like this you think about it with shows like Les Mis like Zoe was saying or like um Incident at Beachy or like the other shows that we've done like you ex like those shows obviously I mean and they're so well written they have incredible um, opportunity for audience impact. But shows like Holiday Inn, I feel like sometimes even have more opportunity for that because 
of like its nature in the way that like um, audiences, when they're coming in, like they aren't necessarily expecting anything other than just to be entertained. And then um, when we can give that and give that um, entertainment, it leaves, at least in my experience going to shows like this, like it leaves me feeling inspired. Like I remember being like a little kid and like leaving um, shows that were like this and just walking away dancing because it just made me so happy like just to be there. And then it made me want to like keep doing whatever I was doing because I was never really into acting until I got to high school. But like, um, I remember leaving, like watching um, a musical in elementary school and afterwards, like it just made me really, really want to go back to what I was doing, like what I loved in life, which was singing, which is, that is tied to like the musical, but um, it just made me want to work harder in what I was doing. And um, I think that is also applicable to Holiday Inn. I think that's um, that's something that happens like when audiences come to see it, like they leave feeling happy and energized and wanting to put that energy into their work and what they love to do. And um, to me, that's what's really valuable about the show is the energy that it like can put into people's lives to be able to like fuel them to be the person that they want to be. Yeah, I think we can um, uh, put that into words uh, quite well. The what I think the tangible value of Holiday Inn and, and other joyful shows are. Um, and then just to put a just piece of punctuation on the end of this whole conversation, I think um, what I think the value of it is, why we chose it for this year and and what I hope people will get, I don't think is fully realized until the end of the season because it's it's part of a, a well-balanced meal of four shows this year that um, I think when they work together, uh, the whole breadth of the human experience will be explored within our two stages in our new performing arts center this year. And, and that's why I'm, I'm hoping audiences take away is by the end of this season, I hope the Holiday Inn um, gets them interested enough to come back and see a monster, a monster calls and Prince Caspian and the secret garden. And by the end, those three shows with holiday Inn, I think will enrich any human beings understanding of joy and grief and healing. Um, but they work together, I think to do that. And so that's what I hope uh, people realize is the value of, of holiday Inn is as one piece in a, a really cool puzzle this year of us um, learning about ourselves and our uh, our humanity and, and all four shows are shows that can be enjoyed by the whole family, not just like adults who can intellectually like think through many layers of metaphor, but like all four of our shows are family shows this year, but they come at uh, that genre in four very different ways. And so I guess my, my final answer is the value I think Holiday Inn has is kind of to be continued. I think we'll understand the value it has a lot more when we get to the end of this season. And then just a quick question. Are season tickets still on sale? No, they are not. Um, because uh, 
a season ticket included a ticket to holiday Inn. so that show's over now so no but individual tickets for each of those three shows um will go on sale uh when each of those shows get closer um and uh, uh a monster calls is is already uh on its way to being a really really powerful and brilliant piece of theater in our new black box um and we're beginning production on prince caspian right now and uh for anyone listening that's eligible auditions are coming up and we're starting to get prepared for that and um the, both of those shows are just going to be i think incredibly memorable experiences uh that will be talked about for for years to come i hope uh they're they're really really neat scripts and uh yeah so fingers crossed so thank you guys all for podcasting with me today. Thank you to Megan and Serena for coming and joining me. And thank you to Mr. Long. I think that was a great way to end this episode. So a reminder that please come join us for the rest of this year, whether you're as an audience or whether you're going to be in Prince Caspian. And thank you all and see you all next time, I guess. Bye. Bye.